Ladies and gentlemen, just a word of warning. If any of you are not convinced that you have a tingler of your own, the next time you are frightened in the dark, don't scream. Greetings, ladies and ghouls. And welcome to Pod of Horror, where every day is Halloween. We have such sights to show you. Here is your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hello, ladies and ghouls, and welcome to another edition of Pod of Horror. I am your host, Glenn G. Rod Rodriguez, and thank you so much for joining us in another spine-chilling episode of your favorite horror podcast. And on today's episode, producer P from The G-Rod Show will be joining us to talk about a film that he actually wanted to see. He is not a horror movie fan, and we here at POH hope to convert him to a fan because it is the best genre. Am I right? Am I wrong? I'm right. I'm definitely right. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Real Pod of Horror, and you can follow us on Instagram at Pod of Horror. We're going to be posting a lot of fun stuff. Uh, we have a lot in store for you guys on this show. This has been a dream of mine for a very, very long time, and I am so happy that we are doing it. So without further ado, not to keep you waiting any longer, let's talk about today's film. This is 2018's Summer of 84. The sheriff's office reports they're likely looking for a white male. Preferred targets appear to be males aged 12 to 16. It's a serial killer. The Cape May Chronicle received a letter from an individual calling themselves the Cape May Slayer. There's a serial killer on the loose. What else could possibly be this exciting? Incoming titties. 12 o'clock. Guys, Nikki Keshuba. Scientifically the perfect woman. Huh. Better view of my room than I thought. Sweet dreams. Emergency meeting. Treehouse. Now. Mackie is the Cape May Slayer. Mackie's a cop with a sick reputation. Wasn't counting on us. David. Hey. Guys, I'm freaking out, okay? Relax. You look like you're 30. It's gonna be fine. Now go. You're gonna get caught either by Mackie or your dad. I know I'm right about him. That doesn't prove anything. Are you with me? I don't want anything bad to happen to you. We're trying to save people. Yeah, well, you're not. Guys at the station are gonna love this. <laughs> Just let it go. Sorry again that you're grounded. Let's see if I can get you out of this house. No hard feelings. Summer of 84 is directed by Francois Samard, 
Anouk Wassell and Johan Carl Wassell. And it was written by Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith. And it has a great cast. I'm not going to go through all the names. Rich Somner, Caleb Emery, Judah Lewis, Graham. How do you say that, guest? Which one? This one right here. Graham Vashir. Vashir. And that voice you hear is obviously my my co-host, my right-hand man here, Producer P. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Summer of 84 is something that I kind of just, just I, I kind of knew what the movie was because everyone was talking about it. But at the same time, it was something that I saw the cover of it for the first time like a week ago. Yeah. And I think I remember telling like, dude, this movie takes place in a town called Cape May. That's where we grew up. And you're like, I thought the May. same thing. And, and then I then I saw the preview, and then I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I saw the I saw the trailer, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's not Cape May. That's that's Ipswich, Oregon, in the suburb of Cape May. Because I feel like Cape May in there is like a big city or a big town. Well, according to one of one of the uh, uh, characters, uh, Cape May is uh, ten towns. That's a lot of towns. Yeah. Well, it's technically Cape May County's like what? How many towns? I I don't know. Like over thirty, probably. Oh, right? No, no, no. It's about the same. It's about the same view. If, like, uh, if you if you actually split up Wildwood into like four four quadrants, you got uh, Irma, Delhaven, Villas, North Cape May, West Cape May, Cape May proper, your Cape May Courthouse, Crest Haven, Crest Haven. Yeah, you're 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 looking at about ten fifteen towns. You go, I mean, Cape May County is huge. So it's like you got yeah. Ocean City, Memora, Sea Isle City, Stone Harbor. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes deep. It's a, yeah. it's a deep, deep county. But uh, yeah. summer of 84 is about after suspecting that their police officer neighbor is a serial killer. A group of teenage friends spend their summer spying on him and gathering evidence. But as they get closer to discovering the truth, things get dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. So. I like I like horror films, as we know. This is why we're doing the show. Um, my counterpart here is not a very big fan of horror at all. No. So when I said, hey, I'm going to watch this. Do you want to watch? I was very surprised. I said, yeah. Uh, why was that? I was intrigued to see what this was actually about. I was intrigued to see like how far this would go as far as the realm of uh, horror, as far as this being a murder mystery, so much as um, how much gore that it would be in. Mm-hmm. And... When it comes to like uh, fantastical gorish things, I am definitely not a fan. Like, like I watched a bit of Hellraiser with you the other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that was a little unsettling. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely got its gore moments in that film too, especially because of like, uh, you know, him coming out from hell and and reskinning himself basically. But uh, flesh devouring monster. So when I saw the trailer for this film for the first time, I was like, ah, oh, this has got that Stranger Things feel. Um, Kids doing a mystery. Yeah, it was basically felt like a, a murder mystery or something like that. Capitalizing and, on recent trends. Yes, exactly. With the with really good um, music also. It's got that John Carpenter uh, synth style score, which is yeah. really cool. And it, it takes place in like the, the early 80s yeah. and almost mid 80s. And and it's got that really great score that, that helps set the scene yeah. as you will uh, i and i'm really I, i'm a fan of that because obviously i'm a john carpenter head i, I love uh, like i've i haven't seen prince of darkness and i only seen christine once but other other films that i've seen i i'm a big fan of they live they live of course they live we were talking about that um the other day and 
So going into this movie, I didn't have high expectations because I try not like I think that's a big thing with me and maybe you too now. A little bit. Um, that I don't go into films anymore with expectations because that's like that sets up for failure, Absolutely. like in the highest degree. Absolutely. And that's what happened with the Halloween film. I feel like with most people. So going into this, I was like, eh, I'm gonna just watch it and see how it goes. But I came out of it charmed off my ass. Yes. I came out of it excited. Do you remember how excited I was afterwards? Very excited. You wanted to do this review when we saw the movie like right away, like r- immediately after we watched it. And I think that's a mistake. And I'm glad we didn't because now that I had time to kind of uh, sit on it and after seeing two movies last night, that kind of blew me away too. Yeah. Not in the same aspect. Yeah. Um, Ho- Hotel Artemis was awesome. I agree. And Solo was great. I was yes. a very good addition to a the series. A lot of people say that, say that it sucked. I liked it. Exactly. I so liked it. I had a lot to simmer last night, but like I thought about summer of 84 all night and into this morning and just thinking about um, just how charming it was. The suspense was heavy. Very. The atmosphere was great. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not your typical horror atmosphere, it's but it's a slow burn. It definitely a slow burn. And I know that was a lot of complaints with a lot of people. Like the beginning was kind of slow, but then it picked up, and it was like, yeah. okay, I can get behind this. Yeah. And the characters felt authentic, especially the kids, especially yeah. for the time period when you see films that take place in these time periods. There's a lot of references. A lot of references, but like these, this wasn't like a reference heavy movie. No. Like I feel like there was just enough. I feel like there was like one big giant reference, and that was like um, the Bush Reagan uh, yeah, sign. Yeah, the Bush Reagan sign. There was also some movie references uh, among kids when they were in their clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also the Cruel Summer song, obviously, which yes. is a great song, Bananarama. And it just the, the the atmosphere and the mood in the city. It, like and I like how in the beginning of the film they talk about how this is a small town and it's great and all this is happening and there's different people and by the end of the movie it's like this small town's gonna swallow you alive yeah and you don't know who you 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 don't know who your neighbors are until you don't know who you it can trust tries to kill you the and kid, yeah <laughs> the, kid, the kid prefaced this the main character David he prefaced this the with his vocal over overdub introduction and he said you know it's. Where the suburbs are is really the craziest kind of place because you don't know who is really themselves. Exactly. And for us, I think most of us that that listen and are listening or know who we are, um, the people that we're talking to and and producer P and I, we grew up in the suburbs. So we know we know that the suburbs. I grew up in a place with a cul-de-sac. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's it's crazy because you think the suburbs are like. The place that where you know you're safe, chill, yeah. Everything's chill. Everyone knows everyone. You don't have to lock your doors at night. You would think, but that's where the darkness apparently happens. And yeah, you know, and and that's and that in this film is set up so beautifully. And this isn't like a guess who done it type thing. Like no, they pin it on someone in the beginning, and it ends up being him in the end. Yeah, but it's done in a way where you sometimes doubt that it's him because I know I did a whole bunch of times, a little bit. I mean, going through the film, near getting near the end, I really thought he was like, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, I, I really didn't think it was going to be him. I thought maybe they were going to pull a bait and switch and it was going to be someone we didn't least expect that we met. But, you know, it would have been fun if it was uh, the, you know, he's 30 and he works at the at the uh, hardware store. Oh, 20 and Kyle. Works, oh, 20, 20 and works, works at the hardware, hardware store. store. Goddamn Kyle. Kyle. We all know a Kyle. Yeah. Who's 20 and works at the hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But what what were your favorite things from this movie? Well, um, I definitely like the fact that uh, our main character, David, uh, was very inquisitive, very smart. He knew how to get things done. Just based on like being an investigative reporter, his father, you know, being a newsman, a cameraman for the news, he he kind of uh, got a sense of like how mysteries are solved. He was very heavily influenced by the Hardy Boys novels. Very, very, very much so. And the one thing that I would say is that I liked his sense of determination. I liked his planning. I thought that he he put together a great plan when it came down to it. He was ahead of his time. And the rest of his friends were, were like, oh, come on, dude, that's so stupid. They're being, for lack of a better word, childish. Yeah. Immature. Yeah. You know, and um, you, you got your, your, your uh, typical things like... Uh, David is kind of like your everyman, but he's a lot smarter. Yes. And you've got your your uh, typical, uh, uh, sorry to say, your typical fat kid in the movie. <laughs> Just say how it is, man. Fat is fat. Like, that's the thing. It shouldn't he, offend anyone, really. Yeah. I'm the, fat. It's fine. He's a, he's a fat kid. You know, the other kids make fun of him. Except for, you know, his, his friends, but they're actually still cool with him. And uh, your your typical bad boy, a la River Phoenix in mm-hmm. um, Stand By Me. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. the typical nerd who reads too much, analyzes too much, is really immature and uh, doesn't necessarily uh, measure up to the expectations of what teenage manhood should be and gets ripped on all the time. And I like the main character, like how you said that he's just very smart and is into these investigative journalism type stories and and then if you look on his wall, it's all like, you know, myths and things that could be real, like Bigfoot and UFOs. Like he still has that. I still believe that or 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 believe or it's out there. What is what's that poster with the UFO that's in the forest? It says, I believe or something like that. I forget. I don't know. Something like that. He's got that on his wall and it's all like these newspaper clippings of things that he's into. Yeah. But this was given to him by his babysitter, who is yeah. also another character in the movie. Yeah. She's like, man. Looking at your room now, I never would have thought this would have happened by just giving you that first issue of the journal. Uh, Tira Skavai? Skavai? Skavai, yeah, or Kavai, something like that. Maybe the S is like silent. But anyway, she was great, and she wasn't your typical, um, you know, she's a very pretty girl, very pretty girl. Like, it's the girl that everyone wants, basically. But at the same time, she wasn't dumb. Like yeah. a lot of horror film females kind of a, are. She was kind of a badass. Yeah, she was. Like, see, that's the, the typical horror movie trope of like the, the supporting character like females. They're yeah. just either dumb or stupid or they make the wrong decisions. Yeah. I like strong female characters. I've always liked strong female characters and she mm-hmm. definitely fit into the mold. Absolutely. More like what's her face in it. Um, the, the, the chick character in it. I don't know who that would have I forget the character's name in the movie. Yeah. But- like she fit into the group, like all the the, the liars. She's club. one of the guys. Yeah, she's one of the guys, and I felt like that. She definitely, if she was around in the movie a lot more, yeah, definitely could have fit in very well. Absolutely. Um, what else could we say about this film? I I kind of don't want to spoil it, but I have to talk about the ending because the ending was so strong. It was very strong. But let's let's talk about the lead up to how the end happened and how. Okay. There was points in the movie where I sat there and I was on the edge of my seat because I really didn't want them to get caught. No. And they set up those scenes very nicely. Yeah. Um, I like when they're digging up uh, the cop's 
backyard, Mackie, the character, who's played by uh, Rich uh, Sommer. And it's just interesting because, like, the cop is at, like, the storage unit. He's got a different car, and it's, like, this green Volkswagen, like, yeah. old-school Beetle. Mm-hmm. And the other kids are digging up his... um garden because every week he buys like a whole like a whole bunch of dirt pounds of dirt yeah and they they made that like nice swerve where you kind of thought that it wasn't him at the end because of the whole breaking ground at that park where it was like a gardening like park like thing and it's like oh that's where he got you know that's why he needed all those pickaxe and the shovel and and all the dirt yeah because he was making he was making a community service project down at the local park and that's when a smart kid fails because he just got swerved. He just got swerved. The 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 nerd got swerved and he gave up. He's like, you were wrong. I'm done. Yeah. It, it's, turns off his turns off his walkie talkie and gives up. Exactly. Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, and it's sad too because my fellow nerd I thought he was going to be up. the like the guy who kind of like broke the story, but it's always yeah. the main character. And the main character for and and then it's cool because they set up also that he he knew like he knew he why didn't he he didn't rat out um Mackie in the beginning because he's like my parents aren't gonna believe me no and he knew that and that's what happened he needs evidence so when he when they got caught and everything uh trying to um you know figure out if it was Mackie or not like parents didn't believe him and they were all mad they, at him they and had one piece of evidence yeah one missing fo- missing kid photo and a t-shirt and it's that tv t-shirt and yeah evidence, yeah and blood on it I like how, but I, you know what's cool though? I love how Mackie was like, he was so believable to feel like it probably wasn't him because he wasn't pissed off when it happened. No. Um, hit it very well. He, yeah, he hit it very well. He was cool with it. He's like, hey I, hey, I was a kid once. I got into adventures. You know, my imagination runs wild, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. I really like that. I think Mackie was, uh, the guy who played him did a fantastic job of keeping us in, um, in denial. Yeah. I mean, you, I think, knew the whole time it was him. I had, yeah. I had doubts. You were, you were like, oh, dude, I'm such a horror fan. I know it's going to be a swerve or it's going to do this or this. Because that's how it normally is. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Like, in the end, thinking about it and after watching, because I'm definitely going to watch it again. Yeah. It's, I was like, damn, they really, they really stuck to their guns with who they thought it was. And it was, it was definitely him. Yeah. But the ending, man, that oh. ending was so because it, it could have ended in three different parts yeah but it didn't no. and it kept going you're and I was like, like oh it's gonna jump the shark it's, it's gonna jump the, the shark. shark and it didn't and it and because it felt like it was going to because they kept yeah. adding more to it yeah. like you could have ended it happy but they didn't they no. ended it they ended it with the main character always having to look look you know over his shoulder every day of his life like that scene that was the strongest scene of the movie yep. is when Mackie and Davy are in the woods when he stole Davy and Woody. Woody and he killed Woody. He killed the kid. He slit his throat, dude. And yeah. I was like, they're not going to do that. They're not going to show and I that. I told you the whole time. Yeah, watch. And I know because because I know in Halloween they just killed a kid in Halloween. You know, yeah. Michael broke his neck, and yeah. I was like, okay, that's the first time I've ever seen a kid die in a horror film like that. Like I'm, and. And correct me if I'm wrong, like they don't do that very often. There's a supposedly a trope out there that, you know, a, like an unwritten rule that you're not supposed to do the, a few things. And one of them is killing children. Yeah. It's usually just dumb teenagers. Yeah. Like, dumb and dogs. older teenagers, like and, 17, 18, 19. Yeah. So when they killed him and they didn't, they didn't just like 
kind of just like, oh, you see it from the like maybe the when he's about to do off it, screen. shadow off screen, or when he's about to do it, they cut to a wider angle and you just see him like kind of do it and the kid falls. No, they showed his fucking neck breathing. Yeah. Or breathing, Ble- bleeding. bleeding. And I was just blown away that they showed it. I was like, damn, that's some that's some guts on the filmmakers. I loved yeah. it, man. I was a, such a fan of that shot. Yeah. And then the scene between Davey and Mackie where Mackie's got him by the head and he's like, all I want to do is kill you, but I can't, but I'm going to let you live and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to come back for you. Yeah. And I want you to, cause I want you to feel the way you made me feel. And you know, I want you to be looking over your shoulder. It was such a strong scene because you could tell he was battling with keeping him alive to make him scared the most. Yeah. Or, kill him and just get it over with but like yeah. what's the point when you're the hunter you can make the prey wait and and what well, you know lay around and get his his life's fucked up now yeah his life is gonna be fucked up forever ptsd people yeah that and also the the notion of and the knowledge of if this guy never gets caught he's gonna come back they set up for a sequel perfectly yes if they decide i mean I would be a fan if they didn't make a sequel Summer of 88, too. I mean. I mean, yeah, but I'd be a fan if they didn't because they left you with the notion of an uneasiness yeah. on the edge of your seat and, yeah. like, the bad guy won. Yeah. In the end, the bad guy won. Yeah. And they don't do that very often. No. And it's like you're 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 sitting back. It's like in real life. Like, if you knew someone, it's like the mob, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, the mob's like, I'm going to let you live. You paid your debt, but you almost screwed me. You're going to be looking over your shoulder. You never know if we're going to come or not. Yeah. That's uneasy, man. That unknown fear of like, is he going to come back? Is he really going to come back? Or is it just a threat? Like just yeah. to, you know, um, it's scary as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like even thinking about it. So they really, really, really set the ending up like, oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. Like, I don't think I've came out of a film at the end and be like, Oh my God, what did I just watch for yeah. a very long time? Very long time. And I was, I wish this was a theatrical release. I wish everyone got to see it, you yeah. know, like, cause it's one of those movies I think people should see, you know, and maybe a limited release, I would say. Well, it, it's on Shutter and it's on Amazon. You can rent it and I'm sure it'll have a, a, a physical release too. And I'll definitely get it because it's definitely worth having in your collection. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see this being one of those cult classics that like live on and yeah um having a really cool fan base where people cosplay and uh there's fan art and stuff like that yeah definitely uh i know this is a lot of praise but like i i mean i have a witness here who saw my face and how excited i was after seeing it It, like inspired me because i love movies that make me feel this way and it's very rare like i always Mm -hmm. come out of movies like yeah that was pretty cool man like yeah like the two movies we saw last night like i'm just like Wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool, man. Solo was great. I was very, I was very impressed by you know uh, Aiden Aldenreich, you know whatever how you say his name as, as Solo, and yeah. I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, and then what's his face blew it away. What? Uh, Which one? Uh, Donald Glover Absolutely. just killed it. Absolutely, Donald Glover. And then the, the really cool uh, twist at the end, which I knew was coming, and I yeah. knew I told you, but I didn't think you remember. No, and you didn't. No, and that, the, your reaction was great. What was that? Um, I, I don't want to say it out loud, but the the ending where um, Kira calls her boss. Oh, oh, her that boss, guy, boss. That yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. That and was a twist. That was a nice little like uh, uh, twist and kind of reintroduction, like into the like the into like the, the timeline proper. 
the timeline proper. They already did it, the but universe. they actually did it the, the 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 live action way, which is yes. cool to see that because we've seen it in animation. Now we saw it in live cool. action. Mm-hmm. So all in all, I really truly believe that Summer of '84 is definitely worth your time. I out of five stars, I have it four out of five. Yeah. What do you think? Where are you I, at? Um, that's a hard one to give give a rating like that. I mean, like like you said, I, me personally, I'm not a I'm not a fan of horror movies, and this one was a decent movie as a murder mystery, so much as it was kind of like a horror movie, and. <sighs> It's it's a tough one. I'm 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 on the fence between three and a half and four stars. That's a good rating. That's a decent rating. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's um, definitely worth a watch. Watch it one time for those those of you who are who are uh, fans of mysteries out there. It's definitely worth worth your your time. You know, let us know how you how you think think of it. Uh, you know, tweet us about it. And it's and, and we we definitely think there should be a sequel. And if you think there should be a sequel too. Let them know, man. Let the Seriously, filmmakers know. Let them know. Give them ideas. If they've got something in their back pocket, they say, "Yeah, we were thinking about this." You know, help them flush it out. Absolutely. It'd be really cool because it's like, I, I, I gave my praise on Twitter, and the writer Matt, uh, Matt Leslie was like, you know, thank you. Like he emojied it out, but nice. he basically said, "Thank you for the praise." Like it's cool, and I like that. That the filmmakers are. Like listening listening and you know the guy doesn't have many followers on twitter you know and that means he's listening and he, he's paying attention and it's authentic and it's cool so find the movie it's out there you can watch it on amazon prime we can rent it on youtube probably uh shutter um i'm working on a on a getting them as a sponsor they technically are but i don't have a promo code so i can't give you a promo code once i set up the website you'll be able to click on the banner and sign up under our name and basically and get a a, a trial but you can get a seven-day trial right now if you go. They have a great collection of horror films. And I like how they have it, um, like, listed. It's like they have it their own little things. There was, like, you know, Shutter Halloween, which was, like, all the Hall- like all the Halloween movies that they have, like, one, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, like, just different categories, which is really great. And it's only $5 a month. Nice. And it's cheap. And it's, if you're a horror fan, it's definitely something you should definitely have in your arsenal if you don't have anything good if there's nothing good on netflix hulu or wherever you get your uh streaming whatever streaming service you have that has movies mm-hmm. shutter probably has it most likely um it's available on android iphone apple tv roku amazon fire stick xbox one play it's not on playstation yet not yet which is weird but it's cool i have it on my phone i can just chromecast it nice and also they don't have chromecast on here but it's definitely you can chromecast it it's definitely there so Shutter, it's awesome. That's where you can watch it. I'm glad they have it. And uh, but yeah, this movie, man, I'm I'm so happy that we got to see it, man. I'm so glad that you sat down and watched it with me because yeah. it's more fun to watch horror films in my mind with a whole bunch of people than just by yourself. Not because I'm afraid. It's just horror films. It's just really fun to do it. It's more of a communal experience for you. Man. Yeah, exactly. So tell the good people where they can find you. Oh, me? Yeah. Where 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 what do you do every Friday? What do I do every Friday? Yeah, you can promote the show. I sit, I sit shotgun on this wonderful show that is known as the G-Rod Show, Fridays at 8 p.m. And uh, you can support us if you like the show, if you like this show and everything we do on Fridays. Go to uh, patreon.com slash the G-Rod Show or uh, pick up a t-shirt at, uh, what is that, merch.thegrodshow.live? Yes. 
and pick up a, pick up a shirt for for uh, for your uh, fandom here. Some great uh, '80s designs that you would see out there, and uh, more on the way. And um, if you really really like us uh, enough, we may be able to send you stickers in the near future. We're working on uh, getting those those stickers made up and uh, sent out. So support us at uh, Patreon.com/slash/TheGRodShow. There you go. Well, thank you for coming on, man. No problem. And that is all the time we have, ladies and ghouls. Pot of Horror is brought to you by The G-Rod Show. Pot of Horror can be found via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at RealPodOfHorror. And thank you again for listening to Pot of Horror, where every day is Halloween. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,